the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Where's Colin Kaepernick? Yeah, I was looking for Colin at those demonstrations down in Cuba. In case you hadn't heard, there have been thousands of people in the streets down there chanting freedom and liberty. The Democrats and the media would like you to believe that they're uh, chanting vaccines, vaccines, because they haven't been given access to COVID-19 shots. And what this could be, finally, uh, is the Cuban people deciding that they're not going to put up with it anymore. It's amazing that the Castro brothers were able to keep this going for 62 years. But here we are. Colin Kaepernick has made it pretty clear that he's deeply, deeply concerned about injustice, no matter where it is on the planet, especially if it's racial injustice. And I'm wondering if maybe Colin has uh, thought about marching in his Fidel Castro T-shirt in downtown Havana. That would go over well. He showed up for his press conference following the first time that he decided to take a knee several years ago during the national anthem wearing a T-shirt with Fidel's picture on it. Uh, Malcolm X's picture was also on it, and uh, Colin tried to weasel out of answering about Fidel when a a Miami columnist pressed him on it, but he finally ended up saying this. This is a quote. One thing Fidel Castro did do is they have the highest literacy rate because they invest more in their education system than they do in their prison system, which we do not do here, even though we're fully capable of doing that. That's what kind of a moron you're dealing with with Colin Kaepernick, that he would make that statement. I didn't think he. Uh, I don't think he ever got around to uh, to mentioning their wonderful health care system. But I'm sure he didn't have any theories on why people are willing to risk death, uh, you know, and float across the Caribbean in a an old Buick to escape the Castro's paradise. But there is plenty of oppression in Cuba, and whether Colin knows it or not, blacks have been oppressed more than anyone else down there for the last 62 years. And it seems like a pretty good opportunity for social so, social justice warriors uh, like Colin to, you know, use their platform to call attention to it. Might be a good idea for Major League Baseball to make a mention of it during the All-Star game tomorrow night. And maybe the NBA could slip a comment or two in about it during one of the games during the finals. I wouldn't hold your breath on that. Meanwhile, uh, speaking of oppression, the big guy is coming to Philadelphia tomorrow. He's going to give a speech about voter suppression, which I guess is actually oppression, too. And he's going to make it pretty clear he's not in favor of the audit that the Republicans may be getting ready to do on the 2020 results. When we come back, we're going to hear from a Republican on what he expects tomorrow. Stick around. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. We make the Solaire Infrared Grills, those amazing gas grills that heat up to over 1,000 degrees in just three minutes to provide professional chef quality performance in your own backyard. Now, you won't find them in the big box stores. Solaire is sold only by the finest specialty retailers who recognize Solaire as the only real hot, fast grill. If you live in an area without a Solaire dealer, Solaire has the demo program where you can try a mini version of a full-size grill in your own backyard, grilling the foods you love. It's made with the same design, materials, components, and performance of the big Solaires, but in a size Solaire can easily ship to you. Try before you buy so you'll know firsthand why Solaire is the last grill you'll ever purchase. Learn more about the demo program and these fantastic USA-made grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. 
It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. And Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza Sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You will receive two for one low price plus free shipping. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code STAG. That's where you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Looking for a way to pay for that new home improvement you've been waiting for? Ready to consolidate credit card debt at a lower interest rate? Figure offers multiple loan options that can help you improve your finances. From mortgage refinances to home equity lines and personal loans, Figure can help you find the loan that's right for you. Figure takes all the stress and hassle out of the process. Apply 100% online at figure.com and see your new rate in a few clicks. Figure out your finances at figure.com. Figure Lending LLC, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Need life insurance but have diabetes, high blood pressure, or on anxiety meds? If you're a 50-year-old male, even porky, or with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of life insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. For affordable term life insurance, call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-555-1509. 800-555-1509 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. 800-555-1509. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. The big guy is coming to uh, Pennsylvania tomorrow. He'll be in Philadelphia to give a speech on voting rights. He's apparently going to talk about how mean the Republicans are for making it too hard to cheat. Paris Denard is an RNC national spokesman, and he's director of Black Media Affairs. And he joins us now. Paris, thanks for coming on the show again. Good to have you on. Thanks for having me. So uh, what are you guys expecting from President Biden tomorrow in Philly? Uh, any indication of what we've seen in the past uh, recent days from his own vice president to other Democrats uh, on the national scene, uh, we, I predict that he's not going to be telling the truth. Uh, he consistently, along with others like Vice President Harris, consistently lies about uh, the issue of elections and, and election integrity. And he lies about the reason why Republicans are, are pushing to have election integrity for every American. And he lies about what are the, some of the particulars in uh, some laws like the one that was passed in Georgia. And so I think this is part of their fear and lie campaign to, to persuade Americans to be against uh, measures that would actually uh, make voting uh, harder for people to cheat. And I think that's a problem. I think it needs to stop. And I think he needs to be honest about what is happening in America. Yeah, and here's, um, here's what you're up against. Um, I'm talking about the Republicans. Uh, here's, just sure. a, here's just a sample of how the visit and the speech are being portrayed. And just about every report sounds the same. This is just a nice little report from uh, NBC Philadelphia, uh, the local, t- local NBC affiliate there. Uh, the uh, the headline is uh, Biden to stop in F- Philly to lay out plan to protect voting rights. But then it says the upcoming trip Tuesday to one of the high profile cities falsely accused of fraud during last year's presidential election comes as activists put more pressure on the president to protect voting rights. 
as Republicans nationwide place more restrictions on voting. That's uh, that's just uh, the first sentence, the first paragraph of it, and it's, that's the way it's being portrayed everywhere, isn't it? That any the word restriction uh, is a is a uh, a negative, and instead of instead of being portrayed as something that will ensure honest voting, it's about restricting people from getting a chance to place an honest vote. If we know that there is no restrictions that are disenfranchising any voters, if we know that, for instance, if you look at the case that was just adjudicated by the Supreme Court where they ruled in favor of the Arizona Republican Party and the Republican National Committee and saying that the DNC were wrong, the DNC were not telling the truth in terms of trying to insert race in the fact that it was okay to ban ballot harvesting and ask people to uh, vote in their own precinct. There was not one instance where one black person, one person of color, was unable to vote because of them not utilizing ballot harvesting or voting in their polling place, in their precinct. And because the fact of the matter is, the things that Republicans are doing are for everybody. It's making it better for everyone. It's because a lot of people care about uh, the right to vote and securing the vote and making sure it's safe and free and making sure that there's no instances of impropriety or irregularities. We want to put in safeguards so that when you go to vote that you have to show your ID, just like you have to show your ID to go to a rated R movie, just like to show your ID to buy beer or go to a club or go pick up your tickets for the All-Star game. Yeah. This is where we are. They're lying about this because they want to divide Americans along racial lines and along socioeconomic lines. Kamala Harris, the vice president, talking about people can't, in rural America can't even find a place to get a photocopy of their ID if they needed to get a photocopy because there's, just a, there's, there's no place for them to get it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous to the lengths that they're drawing to uh, lie about what is happening in the country for the good of the American people, of all people. Yeah, uh, Kinko's. Um, is what Kamala Harris referred to. There's no Kinkos in rural... I, I live in... I don't live in rural Pennsylvania, but I live about 15 miles outside the city in Washington County. Uh, the only time we come into the city, Paris, is when we go to visit Kinkos to get copies made. <laughs> As, but I'm sure there's another place that you can go to get a copy besides Kinkos. But the, the, but the, the, the fundamental thing is... The majority of black Americans, there's a poll that sold 69% of black Americans uh, support showing uh, voter ID uh, in order to vote. So they, they, try, to, they try to make the, you know, they, Kamala Harris lied in the interview with BET saying that the Georgia law doesn't allow you to get food and water in, in line. It's not true. They, they just lie because they know that they, if they don't, the facts, the data, the polls are not on their side. Yeah, um, but is this mostly a? Um, I mean, I, I don't know what his speech is going to say tomorrow. I mean, I got some. I, I, I don't think he'll surprise me with anything. But um, is this about mostly about suppressing the black vote? And and if so, what what are the Democrats so all fired up about this? About do they think that they they don't have enough support from black voters at what ninety percent? No, this is not about the Democrats. It's about the Republicans. It's because President Trump was an effective leader in working on intentional engagement to bring more minority uh, voters into the Republican Party. When you add on to the fact that uh, Ronna McDaniel, our RNC chairwoman, did an excellent job at being intentional in in our engagement efforts here at the RNC to work to get to the point where President Trump made significant gains amongst minority voters. And so what they're seeing is the black vote consistently going up in terms of support for Republican candidates like Donald Trump. That's a threat to them. They see that the stronghold the Democrat Party has on the black vote is crumbling because Republicans are messaging better, we're engaging even more, and we're providing an alternative to the ideological radical left that they are rejecting. And as more and more people come over uh, to the Republican Party that are minorities, that is a threat, so they have to do something to change it. They, they all want, on the Democrat side, power and ultimate control of the elections to ensure that Democrats always win. And then when Republicans do make inroads and, and convince people that look like me and other minorities to vote Republican, they double down on their bigotry by saying what Joe Biden said, 
you ain't black if you if you can't figure out if you're going to vote for me or for Trump to try to again that's voter suppression that's what they're doing so the Democrats engagement right now is an actual voter suppression technique because they want to make sure that black people and minorities and and, and actually just all Americans do not uh, adhere themselves to what Republicans are doing because they want to scare them. But when people look at the facts of what the laws are doing and saying, they will say, you know what? I don't see racism. I don't see bigotry. I don't see suppression. I see protecting the vote. And in many instances, you'll find that the new enactment, the new laws that are being enacted are actually more giving more opportunities to vote. Like Georgia, for example, gives more opportunities to vote than than, than Delaware, as well as uh, Colorado, where they moved the all-star game, which is taking place tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, because of the lie. Uh, it's, it seems like um, that they, they, the, they, they focus so much on the black uh, voter aspect of this. And I'm wondering how long can they get away with, or how long do they think they can get away with saying that uh, black voters are incapable of, of, of getting an ID? I mean, you spoke about Kamala Harris throwing kinkos out there and all that ridiculous answer that she gave the other day. But they're still trying to get away with that that narrative. They'll get away with it as long as as the the mainstream media doesn't hold them accountable and doesn't push back. And and the anchors who interview them are the reporters that that ask the question. The one good thing that I saw the media did with Kamala Harris and her border crisis fiasco was ask her, why aren't you going to the border? Why haven't you visited the border? They finally started to try to hold them accountable for not doing it. And that's how we have to do when it comes to crime, when it comes to defunding the police, when it comes to the racist, bigoted, bigoted rhetoric, um, that when they're lying about these voter laws. We need to have the press uh, hold them accountable because that's the only, they're not going to talk otherwise to the American people. They'll go to their safe space and just, just tweet out these falsehoods or give these reports uh, to these reporters. But we have to hold them accountable. That's what Republican National Committee is going to do. We're going to do that every chance we get, and we continue to do that, especially as you see the ad that we, we released, that we're going to release I heard uh, during the you. MLB. You know, these are things that we have to do. We have to push back, because if we don't, they're, they're, they're going to, they think that they're going to be able to win, but we know that we're not going to let them win in this battle to uh, be truthful and be held accountable. And what is the, uh, I was going to get to that later, but now that you mention it, what is the ad all about that's going to show up? I guess it's in, the All- it's in Home Run Derby tonight and also in the All-Star Game tomorrow. Well, what we're, what we're doing is reminding the American people, especially those in Georgia uh, and Colorado, uh, that the reason why this, this baseball game, the All-Star game, is being played in Denver is because the Democrats lied about uh, the Georgia bill. That's, now, that's not a law. And it's costing $100 million worth of, worth of revenue that could have been given to uh, minority businesses, especially in Cobb County, because we know it's a, uh, Atlanta is a, a majority-minority uh, community when you look at the demographics where this baseball game and the impact that that was going to have on workers and vendors and entrepreneurs versus that of where, where Denver is. And so we wanted to remind everyone that we haven't forgotten. We're still going to hold you accountable. Because in a time when we need to be supporting small businesses, supporting entrepreneurs and vendors and workers, the Major League Baseball uh, listened to Democrat leaders, so-called leaders like uh, President Biden and Senator Warnock and Stacey Abrams, who still thinks she's the governor of Georgia, and they allowed for that move to happen. If they really cared about Georgia, workers and and residents and and, and small business owners, they would have done everything in their might to prevent that game from leaving. And if the MLB thought that they didn't have the support of those Democrat leaders, they would not have moved it. They knew that they had the support and they knew they had their urging. And and, and what's even more shameful is the fact that Joe Biden's administration already said, yeah, we knew that there would be an economic cost uh, a negative economic cost to Georgia by moving them. So they knew exactly what this was going to do, and they did, they did not care, and they did nothing to stop it. We're talking to Paris Denard. He's an RNC national spokesman, and he's director of Black Media Affairs at the RNC. Um, so what, are, what kind of a fee- feedback are you getting from, uh, as a Republican Party down there in Georgia and um, the area surrounding Atlanta, from people are they upset about this i mean you and i know about it because we talk about it all the time and we deal with it every day but it's the average person and the average black person in 
in uh, in that area? Are they f- aware that that they they got uh, all that money yanked out of there? And uh, what are they doing about it? Uh, we're, we're making sure that people are aware of it. We are. Uh, the, we ran ads in black newspapers and, and, and magazines in Atlanta area when this first happened. Took out a full page in the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Uh, had built rolling billboards while uh, the administration was down there a couple uh, weeks ago. And in addition to that, we heard from, from people on the ground in the black community and others saying, "We know what happened, and we are afraid to speak out because we know that we could have cancel culture." From the radical Democrats in the media coming after us and, and causing a revolt, and they and they and they said that they were afraid to speak out against the Democrat machine in Georgia and and the and the Biden administration for this MLB boycott move that left 100 million dollars off the table for Atlanta residents because they were afraid that they would lose they could lose their businesses and lose support because of a, a campaign to, to to cancel them. That's the reality of what's happening, and that's how we continue to remind people. Uh, especially in Georgia. Uh, the chairwoman, Ronna McDaniel, was down in Georgia yesterday holding a rally, uh, reminding people of what happened. So we're going to make this a, a very big deal because it is a big deal. Because in the, at the end of the day, real people's, real lives, real businesses, real families were negatively impacted. Uh, Joe Biden called the Georgia law Jim Crow on steroids. I'm wondering, how do you think that went over with black voters who, you know, actually lived through Jim Crow and know what that means? Well, the fact that uh, black voters were able to vote in record numbers in Georgia tells you that it's not Jim Crow. Uh, the fact that they have consistently been able to vote on a regular basis and increase their numbers shows that there's, it's not Jim Crow. And I think it's offensive and it's insulting uh, for them to so cavalierly use uh, terms like this in order to stoke up uh, emotions in people, because it's not. And, and, and for those who actually lived under it, uh, there are actually people who lived under his 1994 crime bill who understand the impact of things that are that are racist and bigoted in terms of being wrong that the federal government can do because Joe Biden was the architect of that. And so when you come to utilizing these words and these phrases, he has to remember that words have meaning and that what they're doing is on purpose and it's wrong and it's shameful and it should never be done. Uh, Jen Psaki, who's his uh, media uh, person, secretary, says the speech will address the, quote, ongoing onslaught of voter suppression laws based on a dangerous and discredited conspiracy theory that culminated in an assault on our capital. So I guess uh, uh, she did a pretty nice job of working January 6th in there, didn't she? I mean, what are they talking about? All I heard was fear, fear, fear mongering, fear mongering. I mean, that's all this is. You know, I don't hear fact. I don't hear point. Go, let's go point by point. Have them actually read the law. That, that's what Joe Biden should do. He should go to, to Pennsylvania, stand before the press and just read the law and highlight the things in the law that he thinks do what they're, they're claiming. They won't find it because the, the, the law does not do any of those, those things. So what, you, what you're going to hear it is all that inflammatory rhetoric, all that fear mongering, trying to insert January 6th, which has nothing to do with this. You know, at the end of the day, when Stacey Abrams lost her election and complained about some of the things that happened with the voting uh, and the election system that down there, nobody was screaming Jim Crow down at that point. They just went along and accepted because Dem- because it was impacted by the Democrats. But now all of a sudden she thinks that it's it's a problem when Republicans highlight some of those problems. So this is just just highlights hypocrisy and and where the Democrats are and it's, and it's and it's pretty disgusting that they continue to use these fear tactics on something that should be a bipartisan issue. I got less than a minute left uh with uh Paris Denard of the RNC. Um real quickly Paris, how much of this is just a re- of is, is Biden's trip a result of a state senator here saying he wants to go forward with an audit? Would he not be coming here if not for that? Everything that Joe Biden does is for politics. It's not about people, it's not about really caring about things, it's about moving uh, the attention to political advantages. And so this is what this is all about. That's why I encourage people to go to protectthevote.com to get the truth about what is happening uh, across the country and how the RNC is leading on this effort, because it's time out for politics. And that's what the Biden administration is doing on these PR tours and these political distractions, instead of focusing on real issues like rising inflation, gas prices, uh, the border crisis, the jobs crisis, and obviously the truth in what we are doing uh, to actually protect the vote. Paris Denard, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you so much. Okay, that's Paris Denard. He's an RNC national spokesman, director of Black Media Affairs. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy weighs his options for appointing Republicans to a special committee to investigate the Capitol attack on January 6th. Formerly, his picks need approval from Democratic leaders who wrote the rules for the panel. And internally, they can't alienate one faction of McCarthy's conference or another, which could threaten his chances of becoming Speaker if the House flips in next year's midterm elections. Also, a number of lawmakers say they're simply not interested in being on the committee. Congressman Andrew Gabrino of New York says, quote, The best any Republican participants can hope for is to push back on whatever partisan divisive claims Democratic members make throughout the process. Bernie Bennett in Washington. The top U.S. commander in Afghanistan has relinquished his position at a ceremony in the capital of Kabul. The move takes the U.S. a step closer to ending a 20-year military presence. The Dow had 111 points and the Nasdaq is up 19. This is SRN News. Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash-out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash-out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan or increase our monthly payment too much or pay more in the long run. But... Because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, while rates have come so far down, we've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home, while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage maker. For all licensing information, go to Analyst Consumer Access. Dollar Corporate Analyst Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. You depend on our incomparable lineup of talk hosts each day. Now you have the chance to meet one of them face-to-face. Announcing the Terrific Talkers VIP Experience. We'll fly you and a guest on a three-night stay to meet your favorite radio host. Larry Elder, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, Hugh Hewitt, Charlie Kirk, Dennis Prager. Meet your favorite host from The Answer. Enter the Terrific Talkers VIP experience at theanswerpgh.com slash talker. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job, it's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Heavy delays on outbound 28, about an extra 15 minutes or so. Grand Avenue up to the Highland Park Bridge. Off-ramp to the bridge is staying closed for reconstruction. 
on the Parkway East inbound, looking tied up County Jail to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West inbound, hanging on to some congestion from Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. 837 East Carson Street, closed till 9 for a film shoot between 13th and 17th Streets. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. We'll see a thunderstorm this evening. Otherwise, it'll be humid with increasing amounts of clouds and a low of 70. Tomorrow, humid with a blend of sun and clouds. An afternoon thunderstorm in a couple of spots will reach a high tomorrow of 83. Tomorrow night, increasing clouds with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. It will be humid with a low of 69. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, humid with a thunderstorm in spots at a high of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, a few months ago, we had Josh Yowie on the show to talk about his nightmare in Canada. Um, Josh covers the Penguins for The Athletic, and he's seen a few nightmares in Canada uh, having to do with hockey. But this is all about COVID-19 and Canada turning into North Korea. And as we've been saying here for the past year or so, what's happening in Canada is important because... Um, it shows how easily it could happen here. Um, it's only three hours up the road. Josh is in the uh, not-so-great north right now. Joyce, Josh, how you doing? Well, John, I actually got home this weekend, so I'm back in Pittsburgh now. Oh, you are? Okay, sorry. Oh, uh, I thought you were still there. I, I didn't think they let you out yet. I was up there for four days, so yes. Oh, okay. I, I have more information to report. Okay, so so uh, first of all, let's explain what it is, why you had to go up there uh, and why, and how you got over the border, because I can't get up sure. there. Sure. Um, yeah, so my ex-wife and my children live in Kingston, Ontario. So go up back in October of last year, I believe I was on your show from there, and I had in a hotel for two weeks. And when I say quarantine, I mean you're not allowed to leave the hotel room and the Canadian government calls you daily, sometimes multiple times daily, to make sure that you're being a good boy and still in your hotel room. Um, they changed the rules a little bit as of July 5th. You have a family, and I do, uh, you no longer have to quarantine before you can see said family. So that was the... Good news or encouraging, I guess. I was in uh, quarantine and I, my children. But the disturbing thing, really, John, is just walking around Canada right now and talking with the people and really just in terms of a people watching experience, um, the level of paranoia that is on display there. I, I actually feel, I, you know, as well as I, the people that are wonderful for the most part, very friendly people. Uh, the paranoia that has taken place there. Uh, the city of Kingston, about 125,000 population. I believe they currently have six cases. I think that's what I heard last week. Six. <laughs> and businesses are shut down. People are wearing masks. That's not 6,000. That's six. Right. Children in playgrounds. Like little five-year-old kids are wearing masks at playgrounds. It's It's like nothing I've ever seen in my life. And and you were there, so as you said, you were there in October. So that's uh, that's about seven months ago, um, and and things have just not gotten any better. No, um, not at all. And if anything, it's almost I don't know. I guess it's about the same. I mean, just little stuff, John. I you know I you know, went to Tim Hortons for breakfast through the drive-through, and when they give you your food, they have it in a big pocket. And they just give you the bucket so that you can take the food out of the bucket without coming too close to touching oh, them. Like, God. <laughs> and I didn't know what to do at first. I looked at the I looked at the woman. I said, "Are you giving me this bucket as like a toy?" And she said, "No, you're just supposed to take your sandwich." I said, "Oh, like pardon my ignorance." Uh, and again, like, this is know, like a couple of days ago, not not six or eight months ago. This is like right. This, yes, this was three days ago. Um, yeah. it, it just. You know, it's funny, when I, I went through the border, I never go to the Peace Bridge because I, I don't really care for the people there and past experiences. And it's really about the same distance for me uh, to go to Syracuse and go north on 81 over the Thousand Island Bridge. Oh, okay. And, and people there, I mean, the Border Patrol people are always great there. And they were this time, too. Um, there's a funny sense when you talk with them. They know that I, they're probably recorded. I don't know. I assume they are. So they're very careful with what they say. 
But when you read kind of their body language and the eye contact they make, it's almost as though they want to say, this is really ridiculous, we're sorry. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I tell you the best part of that, though. I, I went through it about 10 or 11 o'clock at night, and I had my proof of vaccination, which you need to get in, and, and my you know negative test that I took the day before, and all and my custody papers, all that good stuff. And they said, well, you also have to take a test once you cross the border. I said, okay, how, how do we go about that? And they said, well, it's past our testing hours, so we're going to give you a take-home kit. I said, okay. So they, they gave me a test to take to my hotel, and the next day I had to have a Zoom meeting with a medical official Ugh. in Canada who properly instructed me how to swab my nose and things of that nature. Then they actually send a courier to come pick up your your hazard sample, they call it, uh, to, to test you. So it's, this, it's, uh, it's this, quite an experience. This is not, And you're one person coming over the border, and they have, they have the ability somehow to have a... A health uh, professional, a, a health department, somebody or other, uh, take the time to make a Zoom call to you and watch you take a test. They, they can do that. Yes. And keep in mind, you know, I, I showed them. I, I went to MedExpress in Peter's Township the night before and had a negative test. And I vaccinated and I showed them my vaccination papers. And and still, you, you have to do that. And you, yeah, sit on hold for about 15 or 20 minutes on the Zoom call, and then a person pops up and has me shove a swab up each of my nostrils for 15 seconds. And, um, yeah, that's... And then and what the thing you, is... Then, then what oh, happens? You, you do that, and then you send the test somewhere, and then they uh, let you know that you're safe? Or how, how do they... Yeah, they, they well, they give you this, this bag that you put your swab in, with your test results, and then the next day they come and pick it up at the hotel. But the funny thing is, they told me, listen, you don't have to quarantine, but you still have to take this test. I said, well, you're not going to have the results for a couple of days, right? And they said, yeah. I said, well, what do I do if the results come back and they're positive? Not that I'm expecting that, but but what's the protocol? And the guy said, well, either stay in your hotel room for two weeks or just leave the country immediately, one of the two. Or we'll just kill you. We'll just have you. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like a horse. me. To me, this is all kind of radical and over the top, you obviously. Yeah. But what's interesting to me is, and I, I spoke with a few people in Canada, it's almost, John, as though they've been brainwashed into thinking this is normal. And oh, this, yeah. this is what we have to do. And I, I just, you know, I, <laughs> I'm the last. Listen, I don't want to get COVID. I right. certainly don't want to spread it to anyone at risk. But, you know, I'm giving you my negative test. I'm giving you my vaccination cards. You would think that would be sufficient. Um, you can get into most countries now around the world. I've been doing some research for Canada for whatever reason. Um, man, they, they, and I'll tell you what, you can see the impact it's going to have on their economy. Oh, it's killing them. Uh, I, yeah. would est- I would estimate in Kingston, which is a pretty well-to-do touristy city um, right on the lake, I, I mean, more than half of their businesses are shut down right now. And I, I don't know how you recover from that, but you the economy there is really going to be hurting. Yeah, well, last week um, they I saw, just uh, I think it was Friday, that uh, Ontario was the only place in North America where there was no indoor dining. Had they had had they opened them up yet by the time you left? This, the restaurants? No. Oh. Boston Pizza, which is a pretty well-known chain restaurant in that area, and they have outdoor dining there. And mind you, it was in the 60s and raining, so I wasn't real yeah. interested in that. They have outdoor takeout. They do not have uh, indoor dining at all, not even 50% or anything. There, there is no indoor dining. No, so. no. So anywhere in Kingston, Ontario, you could not find a restaurant to go to and sit inside. Correct. This you can was, get takeout or you can sit outside. This was, um, that, that and this was, was like over the weekend or three days ago or whatever. Yeah, I was there. My, my son turned nine on July 8th. So I, I wanted to be there for his birthday. So I was there from about the seventh until the ninth, really. So um, those days, just last week, um, no, it is really at a standstill. You can go get your fast food or get your takeout, but that's all there is. And I often find that people don't eat out in Canada as much anyway. Yeah. So much more. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've, you've been there enough, John. When yeah. you go out to a restaurant there, you notice the prices are like, oh, yeah. more than I'm used to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know it's it just when you look at their numbers, 
and, and I realize there's a vaccination shortage there, although I think they're catching up pretty rapidly now. Yeah. But you look at their numbers compared to ours, it, it just it, it blows you away that it's still shut down there the way it is. And how long has it been since you've seen your place up there? A year and a half, probably? Uh, well, I was up there uh, December of 2020. Uh, 19, I guess. Yeah, so a year and a half, yeah. And uh, okay, yeah, the yeah. rest of the family has been up there. We've missed two summers now. It's going to be two summers. But I, right. Uh, and, and so that's where we are. But by the way, uh, your son will be honored to hear that he was born on the same day as my dog, Archie, who, who celebrated his ninth birthday on the 8th of July. So, oh, so well, you know, that's their that birthday with Jack Lambert. As a matter of fact, Jack Lambert was born on that day. So, oh, yeah. okay. Good. I should have called my dog Jack. If I'd have known that, I might have. Uh, so um, I, uh, so you have kids, and your, your son just turned nine. Um, is he the oldest? Yeah, I also have a seven-year-old son. Yes. Okay. So how are they – I mean – um, what is their daily life like? Are they allow? I know that until the last time I checked, there was no uh, outdoor group sports. They weren't allowed to do anything. Are, are they are they doing it yet? They are now in Kingston. They're allowed to play soccer. Well, nice. Well, they should allow outdoor. Them to play you're, allowed, you're allowed to play the out. I've noticed one thing that's big there. You can do stuff outdoors, but if it's an indoor sport, forget about it. In fact, they've in Canada of all places. And my my seven year old's pretty good hockey player. He's been on the ice, I think, twice in the last year and a half or something, you know, something ridiculous because yep. the rinks are all shut down because, hey, it's indoors. Um, so they're allowed to play soccer again. Um, they both had school just on Zoom from home for the entire year. Um, that's pretty much the way it was done in, in really all of Ontario, I think. Which is a wasted year. Uh, that means they wasted a year of school because they learned nothing. But yeah, I mean, and, and I even, and they may learn some things. I mean, my ex-wife actually homeschooled. Uh, my seven-year-old, which I'm actually grateful for. Yeah. But, you know, I, from a social standpoint, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the only people that see is, you know, the family and the apartment. So it's it, it troubles me greatly, not just the fact that I've only seen them twice in the last year and a half. That's amazing. But because to them, like, I don't know if brainwashing is the right word, but there's this sense that, you know, America is doing everything wrong and oh, America yeah. is evil. Mm-hmm. And you sense it. Like I, my sons even say things to me, like, "Oh, be careful when you go back to Pittsburgh." I say, "Guys, like Pittsburgh's okay. <laughs> you don't need to worry." I live in Washington County. I don't think anybody has COVID there right now. It's it's perfectly safe. But um, that that's that's the thinking that is kind of infiltrating yeah, everyone's well. minds there right now. It's I'm telling you, it, it's scary when I'm there. And I love Canada. I do, and I love the people there. I do too. But, I did anyway. I don't know. It's changing a little bit. Well, but. I, I feel I don't know if it's just the government that's brainwashing or what it is. I don't know, but there's a sense of paranoia there that just isn't comfortable to me, and I've sensed it both times I've been there. There's no the question. Year. No question. And I, and the people that I've talked to, and I've talked about it on the show here quite a bit. Um, I've actually asked people, and it's funny. I, I I talked to a woman who rents our place for us, and I talked to someone who was uh, thousands of miles away in British Columbia. And it was amazing. They both said exactly the same thing when I asked them why there hasn't been violent uprisings up there. And they both said, not in our DNA. He said, you guys down there, you, you, had, a, you had a violent revolution against the government. Here, everybody trusts the government. And we had a nice, peaceful change to become our own country. That sounds ridiculous. But uh, more and more people I talk to, that's why. And it's also, to me, an important thing to point out uh, about what an Overly, uh, how much uh, being, uh, how much trusting your government too much can hurt you, and that's what happened. Yeah, that's what happening no. up there. No, I, I sense that too. And, you know, I have friends. I have a good friend who lives in Montreal. He's ready to go crazy. Um, he, yeah, he certainly. Trust me, he's on your side in that discussion. And there are some, but I, I think they're very much in the minority there. Um, I, I really do, and it, it just. Well, uh, Josh, the only way they can get away with it is if people have that in mind that they they're so trusting that they wouldn't they wouldn't think that it's ridiculous that six how many what what do you think the population is of Kingston? Do you know, five thousand. It's six people. Yeah, it's uh, a pretty big city, right? Yeah, 
I mean, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's six people. There's a, I, the, on Friday, I checked. There was 179 people in all of Ontario had uh, new new cases of COVID, uh, and that's a population of 15 million. But six people. Well, I was going to say the, Toronto's about 10 million itself. So, yeah. See, I, I think what they should do is they should they should. Um, they should just round up the six people and take them down to the uh, town square and just stone them, you know? <laughs> just hey, You know, another thing, John, uh, this has come up in the world of sports a lot, which, of course, I pay more attention yeah. to. How many of those tests are false positive? Oh, no question. You yeah. know as well as I, that has happened an awful lot. Remember when Crosby had to miss a game because he came into contact with, you know, there was uh, apparently he had a, a, a false positive test and they're, there have been a lot of people in hockey and other sports that they test. They say, oh, it's positive. Then they test again. Oh, sorry about that. You weren't positive. Like, so how many times does that happen? I, mean, right. I don't know, but I, I'm sure that plays a role. And, and their vaccination rates, I think more than 80% of Ontario has been vaccinated at least one time now. And, so and we're not talking have, about leprosy. We're not talking about right. uh, instant death. We're talking about something that 99.7% of the people survive. Right. It's, it's just insanity. I know, especially, you know, it breaks my heart when I, I was driving through Kingston the other day, and I literally drove past a playground, and I see kids wearing masks on a playground, oh, and it just puts it into Summer perspective. Day. And listen, yeah. I don't want anyone to get it, even if you're taking a 1% chance. Nobody yeah. wants that. Right. But what do you think's going to happen to a healthy 7-year-old kid who gets COVID? He's never even going to know he has it. Right. And you know that, and I know that. It, it just it, it baffles me. So I only have about a minute left, Josh. We're talking to Josh Yoey. He covers the Penguins for the Athletic, but he's not talking hockey today. He's talking uh, being in uh, the Canadian version of North Korea. Um, when are you going to be able to get up there again? I mean, you got up there. You went like six months. Does, could you go back up tomorrow if you wanted to? I, yeah, I can. Um, I'm going to go back at the end of July for a few days and then again in August for a while. Um, yeah, just because I have children there. Yeah, I, you know that that's. Uh, I think it should it, have been that way all along. But is a vaccine port, passport coming? Are they going to make you get a? Uh, is anybody going to get in there without a vaccine? I don't think so. I, I, it, it makes me wonder. I mean, I, I don't know. I know as a parent who has children there, they would not have let me in if I did not have the vaccine and a negative test. Th- I, I know that much. You think you could have gotten so. across the border with your kids in the trunk? Could you, might, you uh, think you could have pulled that off? That's a great question. I, I don't know. <laughs> might be <laughs> worth it. They, Get them out of there. It, yeah, it might be. And I will say this: I, I know you got to go. Yeah. Like the people at the border, the yeah. security people, very nice people. Uh-huh. I, I wish I could have had video of the look on the guy's face when I told him my story. You could tell he was thinking to himself, "My God, has it come to this?" Yeah. But he can't say it. You know. Yeah. Well, it's come to that. And uh, keep me posted, Josh. That's some fascinating <laughs> stuff. Pretty sickening, but also very interesting. I will. All right, take care, John. Thanks, Josh. That's Josh Yoey, who does a great job of covering the Penguins. And maybe we'll talk to him about hockey one of these days. But uh, he has experienced North Korea only three hours up the road from here. We'll be right back. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 831-21. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQo makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. (laughs) What's it called again? SelectQo. 
Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients, that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Stephen A. Smith makes $10 million a year for ESPN. He's good at what he does. I, I'm not a big fan of watching him, but I understand his appeal and why he does well at ESPN. But this is what he said about Shohei Otani. He's uh, the, the, the sensation of baseball this year, a pitcher who hits home runs like nobody else. He said, I don't think it helps that the number one face is a dude that needs an interpreter so you can understand what the hell he's saying in this country. That's what he said today on ESPN. Now, people are going to jump on him and say it's xenophobic and, and racist and all kinds of other things. What it is is just unbelievably stupid. Uh, was this guy around for Fernando Valenzuela? Uh, we had a little uh, issue here for uh, 65 or 70 years ago, 65, I guess, years ago. Roberto Clemente didn't speak uh, English all that well. Um, um, and, you know, Ichiro Suzuki uh, did okay up in Seattle, not speaking English. It's a really stupid, stupid thing to say by Stephen A. Smith. But what do I know? I just thought I'd throw that out for you. The guy... The guy can't, don't even speak good English in that. What's he doing here in this country? I'd like to see Stephen A. try to find the men's room in Japan. He'd have a little bit of a problem. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.